Welcome to the Highly Leveraged Podcast, interviewing landlords and industry professionals to help you start and continue to scale your rental income portfolio. Here's your host, Dave Rosa. All right. So today we're going to talk about High Street. All right. So yeah, this is the first one we bought. It's a three family, two beds each. It's a weird style house. It's got a shared driveway down the middle. So we did have to pay half of the um, stove removal. Um, we first viewed it on July 25th, 2020. They were asking 105. We ended up offering uh, 10 days later. We offered 95,000. Signed the purchase and sales. The appraisal actually came in at ninety three thousand, so we got to drop it another two thousand. So it went from one hundred five to ninety three. We ended up closing on this one in September, uh, September twenty fifth of twenty twenty, right in the middle of the pandemic. So uh, yeah, th- this one we locked up pretty early. It's uh, nine nineteen oh seven. It was made. Uh, this thing still has the clawfoot tubs in all three of the bathrooms. I don't know how somebody hasn't uh, killed themselves getting in and out of that thing. Those things come up over your knees. Uh, for projections with uh, principal interest, tax, insurance, paying the oil bills, sewer water, uh, lawn and snow, maintenance, we, we figured it'd come out to about 1414. 1414. The rents were coming in at 2000. It was 700, 700, and 600. And we were estimating that we were going to cash flow with the maintenance of uh, three hundred dollars at four oh six per month, or uh, without the maintenance at seven oh six per month. And that was including the property management too. The property management we paid one hundred and eighty dollars a month for sixty bucks a unit. Whether they're paying or not, they don't care. They're charging us sixty bucks a month. Uh, so go ahead and tell me what you got. So this property is the only property that we had that we put under management for the purpose of wanting to see how it goes, make sure it goes well before we put all of them under management so that we weren't taking uh, taking back multiple properties that we only had to take back one if it didn't go well. Um, so needless to say, it didn't go well and we did take the property back, but we can get to that at the end. The first issue, most of the issue with them was communication. So I'll just, I guess I'll just go right into so we have tenant one where, um, first of all, when we started, we were told all tenants were paid up, up to date. So first issue was October. I think we get our our deposits from the management company October, around October 12th. And October 12th comes and it's not a full deposit. We don't, we haven't heard anything as to that there were any issues, nothing like that. So we email them and they tell us that one tenant did not pay off in October. Um, they have to wait 30 days to take any kind of action or do anything. So all they can really do is just keep pestering the tenant. So, so beginning of November rolls around and this to, we're also waiting for leases to be signed. So we're also kind of pestering them for leases because now we need the leases to get the next property. So, um, so beginning in November, last tenant to, to, that we're waiting on for this property to get a lease, she comes in, she goes into the office to sign the lease, hands over a list of repairs and such that she wants done. Again, no communication from management where we're on them for that lease because we need it for something else. So 
She was already behind on rent. I'm not even sure why she had her sign a lease when she wasn't even up to date on rent. We clearly wanted to get that money before we had her sign a lease, but they had her sign the lease anyway, and she was behind, gave us that list of stuff to get fixed, and uh, it, it ended up not even getting fixed. Right. So, so, we, um, so we got the list. She signed the lease. She's two months behind at this point. Didn't even make a payment that day toward her rent. Um, so we give management the go ahead verbally to make the repairs that are necessary that needed to be done. Um, never heard anything back from them about that. Then comes the next month and again, rents a, depo uh, rents a deposited missing money. Now this time it's a couple of months rent that we're missing. So now we have to call no communication. We have to call them and find out what's going on. Um, so again, same tenant one, she made a small payment, very small payment, not much. Um, I think like $400, her rent is $700 and she's behind th at three months at this point. Then we find out that back in the middle of November, now we're already into December, back into November, we're just finding this out December 16th that there's a sewer that will say, a sewage leak in the basement right, that yeah. another tenant a different tenant reported um so therefore they did not pay their December rent because this sewer issue went a whole month without being addressed we didn't even know about it and they actually contacted the board of health and everything about it so they completely dropped the ball on that when somebody calls up and says there's a sewage leak we were calling people at the other house we were calling people from 50 miles away and these people just completely blew it off and this is what we're paying you to do it's it, Exactly. Um, so, and now on top of that, we've got this tenant that's not, that's skipping that month's rent for the sewer leak issue, which I can't say I blame them. And they're asking for rent credit besides of, I think they want $125 credit for having to deal with the issue for so long. Was it that much? I know we gave them something back. We gave them 50 because that's what the management recommended. Actually, I don't, we told the management to give them 50. I don't think the management actually even credited them any money. Right, um, But, and that was their recommendation. We we felt like they fully deserved whatever they need, they wanted because. Yeah, you have to hit, you have to smell that stank from yes. the whole, whole house. Exactly. So yeah, they had to do all kinds of excavation and stuff. This was the pipe rotted out going out towards the street and they had to put in a new uh, a new trap outside under the deck and put in a, a trap door and all that stuff. So that, that got expensive. So this ex the excavation, so the actual excavation, what they did was they just put, a, they sent their handyman over the day we called them to ask about why the rents weren't paid and we found out about the store issue. They sent the handyman over to just put a temporary fix on it um, until they could get somebody to actually go replace the pipe. They ended up another three to four weeks goes by before they even actually get an estimate, the excavation for the repair, uh, the replacement. And then at that point, when they called us with the estimate, they expected us to write a $5,000 check with no written invoice no written estimate nothing yeah that's the way they operate up there it's like oh yeah we'll do that for five grand give us the money it's like what the hell i, I want to see something in writing at least right exactly and by the way and it ended up being 5500 i ended up crunching the numbers on it when i was do getting prepped for this and it ended up being 5500 bucks with the person that was 
snake in the drain to, with the camera to make sure that there was no other holes or it wasn't rotted out anywhere else. So our bad luck, we had this house for a year and this $5,500 uh, repair popped up. But other than that, we really didn't put much too much more into it. So I can't complain about that part of it. Not at all. Um, so with that, it wasn't until another 10 days-ish, something like that, two weeks after that, that you had actually driven up there driven by the property and there was no sign of any work any dig you know excavation anything that had been done we hadn't heard from them other than just handing them the money that from the estimate um to say when the work was being done anything like that and then she sent me some pictures yeah right. she uh she took they really didn't say anything to us it didn't look like anything got done when i drove by and then they finally sent us pictures so it was like we had to keep managing the right. management company. no communication at all to just let us know that okay everything's all set it's done um so that was that so now kind of going back to the middle of december um when we found out about the sewer leak we also found out that the first tenant that was behind on rent was to put back in november was supposed to sign up for COVID assistance and we were finding out that um, she hadn't received an answer from COVID assistance, but she didn't qualify for fuel assistance, which was something else that they were asking her to try to get to help with the rent because she made too much money. Yeah. Um, Piece of work. So benefit, of, benefit of the doubt, we're still waiting. You know, we're still, okay, well, we'll wait for the fuel, uh, the COVID assistance to see if she at least qualifies for that. Just, you know. Mind you, that same day, that, that same day in December, they recommended, due to the fact that if she didn't file for COVID assistance, they didn't, uh, fuel assistance, I'm sorry, they didn't feel like she would end up getting the COVID assistance either to just go ahead with eviction, which we agreed to. Needless to say, they ne we found out a couple months later, after wondering what's going on, they never ended up even filing for eviction. So every month we're still kind of having to chase them and figure out what's going on so by the time january rolls around how much is she behind and when we had to pay out this fifty five hundred dollar payment for the sewage pipe she is behind twenty one seventy so yeah eventually we did try to have them evict her yes so finally in february when they actually found out she never even applied for fuel assistance she basically just strung them along thinking that she did she didn't she never applied for it in the first place um that's Cause she didn't need it because she why. didn't need it she wouldn't even qualify for it she was still working um we end up actually having them start filing for eviction beginning of march um she filed a counterclaim to the eviction saying that she didn't pay the reason she wasn't paying rent is because the work that she the things that she had asked to be repaired back in november never got done so she felt like she didn't need to pay and there were little things it was like a gfi outlet oh no one of the outlets wasn't working yeah uh i think one of the things wasn't a gfi or something like that it was all it was little things she wanted paint oh one yeah she wanted us to paint which pound sand on that but because um, she had just moved in there a few months before that, like all of a sudden it needs to be painted now. Well, then you shouldn't have moved in if you didn't like the way it was. Right. And that was before we bought it. So we had no control over that. Right. But yeah, one of them was a smoke detector was out. So that's a safety issue. And uh, that day, March 2nd, that you were just talking about, I, I was talking to the prop with the property management on the phone. 
And I kept asking them, I was like, well, why did you guys not go fix this? And they were trying to blame it on me, saying that we never authorized them. I said, first of all, it says in our contract, you don't have to authorize something, especially when it's that little and it's for a safety issue. If the smoke alarm's not working, you go fix that. You don't ask me if that needs to be fixed. So she kept trying to throw it back on me. And I'm like, hey, hold on a second. And, and then I started questioning her and she hung up on me. I couldn't freaking believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I wrote her an email right away and I said, you should call back and apologize right now. I said, that was absolutely ridiculous. You just hung up on a customer. And during that whole thing we had in January, the other lady that worked there, she told me that I can take my business elsewhere if I didn't like it. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is the way you guys run a business up there? So this lady, before she hung up on me, said, if you don't like the way it's done, you can you can take the house back yourself and hung up on me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was pissed. So I called I called the owner of the place. I know where, where everyone gets it from in that office now because the first thing he did was try to blame me. He's like, oh, well, every, all of our customers are really happy with her. Uh, I, I don't I don't see that being uh, what happened. Uh, there's two sides to every story. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just called up and told you one of your employees just told me to take my business elsewhere and hung up on me. And you're trying to blame me? And at first, I don't even think he realized that I was, I think he thought I was a tenant, not one of the, the property owners. And then once he said, once I said that, he said, I'll, I'll talk to her or whatever. And it was just kind of swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. And then she, she sent me an email like 10 minutes later saying, we both, we both got hot headed and, and, and let it get the best of us or something like that. It's like, I didn't even raise my voice. All I was doing was asking you questions of why this didn't get fixed. And when you're trying to blame me, I'm asking you why a safety issue is, is trying to blame is trying to be put on me for that. Made no sense whatsoever. But I was pissed. After that, I knew we were getting rid of these people. We already hated them anyway. And I said, we were definitely getting rid of them after this eviction process goes through. And that was in early March. And when did we end up finally getting that? So the eviction um, was March 15th. On March, before March 15th, they had actually gone and fixed all the things she asked to have fixed that we had authorized, mm -hmm. the safety issues and whatnot. So March 5th was her, was her eviction. At that point, she owed... Almost twenty three thousand, twenty two ninety three eighty four. <laughs> she definitely didn't know twenty three thousand. I mean, I'm sorry. That would be great. Sorry. <laughs> two thousand two hundred ninety three eighty four was the exact figure for rent, late so fees. So just under twenty three hundred. Twenty three hundred, yes. Uh, court fees. Um, so the outcome was the judge gave her forty eight hours to pay the entire amount. So she had to come up with twenty three hundred, not twenty three thousand. In forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. Um, and magically, uh, well, she got it done. Well, she did. So actually what she did do was that day that the money was due, she actually asked the management company to ask us if we would take, if we would give her an additional two days to pay $2,000 to stop the eviction, which of course right. we said no. We wanted the whole thing. Yeah. We weren't. You already swindled us for this exactly. long. Um, Free rent's over. So magically, an hour before it had to be paid, an hour before the deadline, the entire amount was paid. Boom. Um, so we did lose a couple hundred bucks in that, right? Because it was some court fees that they couldn't pass on to them? Yeah, they, we had to pay the management company to represent us. Um, and then the management company gets half of all the late fees. So, so whatever... Whatever fees she gets charged, we pay half of, and she yeah. and the tenant pays half of. Yeah, those people were awful. Um, 
I mean, you got to make your money, but I'm talking about everything as a whole. They were just terrible. Yeah. It's just commu- we spent so much time in communication just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, it was easy. It's easier to manage three units than it is to manage this management company that's supposed to be managing these three units. It was. It was. The end story is after the court date, we took back that house. We got rid of the management and she paid her rent early every single month after that in fall. Yeah, she yeah, she hasn't. Yeah, she hasn't been even on time. She's been she's been pre time. She's been giving us the money a few days in advance. Mm -hmm. So other than that, we did have to fix a couple lights in her apartment. So we had to pay somebody to go over there. And it's so hard to get anything up there. Even just to get a pole. These are pole lights. These are like the old ones in your grandmother or your great-grandmother's house that like have the ring on the on the roof. I mean, on the ceiling. And it's just got a pole down. And it kind of like lights up like halogen, like your old uh, high school gyms. But uh, so, yeah, it's hard to get anything up there. But to get one of those, it takes like a week. And she had it stuck on for one of them. Uh, it was just stuck on in her bedroom. So she couldn't sleep. And she was complaining to us. I kind of took a little bit of joy in it after she tried to swindle us for that $2,300 for months at a time. But we took care of it right away as soon as we could, obviously, waiting yeah, for did. the light to come in. But I wasn't I wasn't upset that, that it was bothering her. Right. Um, to say the least. But yeah, after that, everything went really smoothly. We had no issues. And we were making an extra 180 bucks a month to not have to pay the property management group. And that was the thing that pissed me off, too. They were, ma they were taking out 60 bucks a month out of our rents when she wasn't paying. And we had to keep con contacting them saying, what's going on? And then we had the sewer issue that went by the wayside for over a month and had to go to the um, Board of Health. And then we had the, um, the issues with her apartment that she needed a smoke alarm and whatnot that they put off for four right. months. And keeping in mind, keeping in mind, it wasn't because they couldn't get anybody to do it. It was she admitted it was because they kind of forgot about it and didn't. Well, she tried to blame me. She right. no, she said that she tried to blame me, saying that she sent it to me and I never approved it. I'm like, I don't have to approve stuff like but that. You, Anything under two hundred dollars, especially when it's a, a safety issue, you automatically fix that and then bill me. You don't call me up and ask me to approve that. Right, but she, but you did approve it because you actually called her because you had questions about a couple of, th of those things, and you actually did yeah. verbally approve it. Um, That's why I do everything through email so I can prove it, because I sent her an email back, and I said, here's the email right here. I said, this, you told me they had these issues. There's no reason for me to have to tell you to go fix a safety issue. Right. So anyway, yeah, they were getting paid 60 bucks a month the whole time when she was far behind. And she was, they weren't fixing the issues um, that were coming to hand. So, I mean, it was just, it was a complete nightmare. They were terrible. Uh, I'm glad that we, glad that I had the genius idea to only do it with one house and not all of them and then have to take them all back. So we ended up having them for a total of, what, five months? Um, and then we ditched yeah. them. We ended up having the house for a total of 12 months. So we did it, we did it ourselves most of the time. Right. All right, so yeah, we put this one up uh, on June 15th for 115000 Now, our realtor did say 110000 I had mentioned before, I bumped them all up 5000 I said, hell, let's do it, let's try it. Yeah, we had bought it for 93000 back in September of 2020. So we put it up for 115000 uh, Within six days, somebody gave us a $110,000 offer. We, we counted with one twelve five, and uh, we signed off on that. Um, the problem was that they they needed a 
certificate of compliance that was in their purchase and sales that they wanted that. So uh, we knew that was going to be a nightmare because that needed some some different things to, for the for the safety of the house. And uh, our our realtor was awesome on that. She she set up everything because it's so hard to get anyone up there. I was like, we're going to have to back out of this. There's no way we're going to be able to get this fixed in a matter of 60 days. Mm-hmm. Or I think at that time it was probably 45 days. And because uh, we needed to be under 12 months on this, we would have to pay capital gains taxes on that. So we were on a crunch. And uh, she got it done. She she found the electrician. She brought him in. She let him in. He fixed everything he needed to. There was a small leak in the basement that needed to be fixed. So that ended up costing us about 800 bucks, all said and done. But other than that, it was just a $5,500 sewer line that we paid. Certificate of compliance. Got that in time. We ended up closing on it about... By the time it got recorded, it was about three days before it would have been a year. So we got that in just under the uh, under the line. So after taking out realtor fees, uh, tax, transfer tax, and all that, from the selling price that we did it at at one twelve five to what we purchased it at ninety three five minus those fees, we made eleven thousand six hundred dollars in profit uh, over that twelve months. And uh, then if you take into consideration the rents and the principal pay down minus any of those repairs that ended up coming out to 6400 bucks, I mean, that's, we, we did a total of just over $18,000 in a, in a year time. And I never would have thought that that was the one that we made the most money off of, but we did. That comes out to 1500 bucks a month for, uh, for 12 months which uh, the other one we only did 14000 on, the other, and then the Mason one that was a nightmare, we actually still only made $8,000 on that one. So we hit $40,000 in just under a year. On houses that we expected to keep for decades, we had no plans of ever selling these things within the first year. And then all of a sudden, boom, we got, we got them off our hands, and we somehow made out with $40,000. So was it a mistake? I mean, no, absolutely not. We made money off of it. Yeah. And It was a hell of an experience, it too. It was good experience yeah anytime you can make a quote mistake which i'm not even sure you can call us a mistake and you make money off of it i mean that's a hell that's a lesson well learned right there you learn things to do better you learn things not to do again so yeah now we're down to just one single family house right now (laughs) we went up to four four buildings nine units and now we're down to one building one unit but we got some cash out of it so it's all good so yeah in the end it all worked out we went up there one day in September of 2018 to ride a side-by-side and somehow we ended up owning four houses and nine units and selling off three of them and making $40,000 plus the money we've made on that uh, on the first uh, single-family house. So we still have that one for three years. We'll see. Who knows? You never know when you're going to sell something, especially with us. We went from not wanting to sell anything to selling three of them in just a few months. All right, thanks for joining us. Yeah, that didn't go as expected. I mean, there's no way if you told me a year ago that all three of those houses we bought within the next couple months would all be sold. Uh, But hey, it worked out. The pandemic worked in our favor. So we'll see where we go from here. I mean, right now I want to go buy a business because my company is a sinking ship and everyone there is uh, from Barnum & Bailey's because it's an absolute clown factory in that place. So uh, yeah, I got to get out of there. I'm going to use some of that capital, buy a business, make some more money. And then uh, I think I might stop buying something bigger than just single family and three families. But you never know. Could be selling the house I live in by next week. It's the way it goes. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Highly Leveraged Podcast. 
Leave a review and subscribe to get new shows automatically downloaded every Monday morning. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Highly Leveraged Pod. And check out our website at highlyleveragedpod.com for more info.